Welcome to Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, East Texas. Good morning, the entire country, the entire world. Because you know what, folks? We're not only on air, K, uh, KPFT 90.1 FM, Houston. We're also on the internet. We are everywhere. How are my peeps doing this morning? Good morning, everybody. We are going to have a great show for you. In effect, we also have sort of a continuation of something that we spoke of yesterday. But anyhow, in the house, in the studio, in the control room, Howard Reynolds and Jack Van Beber, how are two of my favorite people doing this morning? Well, we were alive and well, Egberto. I woke up with a pulse this morning, so I decided to come to work. I'm fine as frog's hair. Well, you well, know how I like to frogs? start. Oh, I'm you sorry. Seen frogs here? It's pretty fine. It is. <laughs> All right. Hey, back in your box. Jack. Hey, let me tell you what I would like to hear is uh, if he has one is Brother Van Beber's word of the morning. Oh, uh, of course he has. He was back there busily writing something on his pad. Well, so, you know what? Here's, here's Johnny. I mean, here's Jack. Okay, um, this is something I've been been thinking about here lately, and it's how uh, they're basically turning democracy over to the administration of the corporations. You know, the corporate influence on government is what we're experiencing today that started back in Reagan's days with the neoliberal economics he brought on. And this gives power of the money flowing upwards instead of trickling down. It's effervescing up. So, you know. So that's where my money went. That's where it went. Oh, man. That's where it all goes. I've been looking for it. Think of that budget each month that you spend. That's what they're, that's the money they extract from everybody each month. Think about that. And you know what, uh, Jack, you really got this program started by bringing that up because we have a subject that we are starting with this morning that we are going to piggyback off of something we said yesterday, including a statement made by Tory. I want to bring that all together to based on what the feds did yesterday and what they said they're going to do later so if you are done without further ado title of the show today my dear brothers and sisters reign in the feds not rain r-e-i-g-n but r-e-i-n reign in the feds second topic gavin newsom destroys son hannity on well we'll talk about that and the southern baptist american Taliban. Oh, my God. How could you possibly say that? All right. Subtitle. The feds did not increase interest rates, but are poised to continue. Gavin Newsom made mincemeat out of Sean Hannity because Sean Hannity, you know, earlier before the show started, we, I, I'm talking to Howard and Howard started bringing up things about these guys that are on TV mimicking People who know stuff, but that are just actors. Well, that's what Gavin Newsom proved about uh, Sean Hannity yesterday. 
or not yesterday, earlier, a few days ago. And lastly, but not leastly, the Southern Baptist Convention is not the American Taliban, but I should have put a question mark on it because I am asking, you'll see what I'm talking about. I'm asking if we can get there because we have three subjects today. And depending on, on whether you want to change a subject or not, this is your show. We'll determine that reality. Anyway, folks, remember, you can get us many places. 90.1 FM on the dials. You can go ahead and download TuneIn at the Android or Apple Store. You can go ahead and listen to us at our website, kpft.org. kpft.org. And just click that listen button and you can listen to us. But you know what else you can do, friends? You can watch us Live. You can watch this program live. All the videos you hear me play, everything you can see live on the screen. Where can you see that? Go to facebook.com slash KPFT Houston. Again, where is that again? Facebook.com slash KPFT Houston. And of course, you can listen to us on, uh, watch us, like on TV as well, on YouTube, which means you can watch us, in fact, on TV by going to politicsdoneright.tv. Again, that is politicsdoneright.tv. So we try to bring you the program in an easily accessible fashion in however you capture your news, your data, your media. We are here for you. Anyhow, let's go ahead and get busy with the subject at hand because... Um, last night as I was preparing the show and I'm watching the news, you know, my wife tells me I need to stop watching so much news and, and get into something that can, like, that can make life more pleasurable. Anyway, Paul Fleming from Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome to Politics Done Right here in Houston. Anyway, um, so I'm watching, you know, and we're, they're talking about the feds and I'm like, yeah, good. The feds didn't raise the rate. And then they said, but did you read the fine print? And the fine print was, we're not raising rates this time, but we are going to raise rates likely the next time. So they were just putting you on notice so that the, I guess they don't want the stock market to just go up because, you know, the stock market, even though it's a gambling casino, you know, they look for any market cue to decide if they're going to go up or go down. So here it goes. Article from uh, Common Dreams. With inflation down, economists demand Fed permanently halt dangerous rate hiking. I'm going to talk about why it's not only dangerous, but it just shows you why our economic system is a fraud. But I'll, I'll point that out a bit later. It says, after the latest consumer price index update signal cooling inflation, the Federal Reserve interest rate setting committee on Wednesday temporarily paused hikes. Magic word there, temporarily paused hikes. You know, when you're reading these documents, you have to read the words and, and, and not fall for the, 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 what many times the headline is, right? Pause hikes. As approach, uh, the progressive economists and others want the panel to continue. The Federal Open Markets Committee confirmation that, it, and as expected, it will keep the federal funds rate at five and a quarter uh, following 10 consecutive hikes since early 2022 that have increasingly generated concerns of a recession and major job losses. I want to pause there because the Fed Chair Powell went in front of the Banking Committee 
at uh, in 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 the Senate, and Hil- uh, Elizabeth Warren asked him. She, she said, "Hey, what happens to employment as you are raising these rates?" And he wanted to give her a cagey answer. He didn't want to tell her what happens, right? And then uh, uh, she says, uh, "Why is it that you want to uh, throw two million people out of work?" And he said, I, 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 I don't want to do that. And then she said, but it's in your document. You said you have to drop on, you have to increase employment by 2% to get inflation down. It's in your document. You wrote that, which in effect, you're saying for this system to work, we have to put 2 million more people in pain. You don't want to tell the general American public that statement, but you want to tell, you want to do that. You want to see unemployment going up, right? Now, ask yourself this question. What economic system is predicated on people being out of work? That's number one. And what humane system tries to take away social services at the same time, you're trying to increase unemployment because you want to keep prices from going higher and higher and higher again. Okay? So those are the statements right there that I want. As you're listening to me, I want you to keep those two things in the back of your head. I'm going to continue reading, and then I want to bring some analysis to this. University of California, Berkeley professor and former Labor Secretary Robert Reich I, everybody knows Robert Reich was the former uh, president secretary. I mean, uh, 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 what is it? Labor secretary for Bill Clinton back in the 90s, right? I interviewed him about three times. The Federal Reserve, this is what he said. The Federal Reserve is pausing interest rates hikes for the time being. Good, Reich said Wednesday. And interest rates have risen to cool the economy. Who do you think has shouldered the burden Working people, there's no reason to continue punishing them when they are not to blame for inflation. U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren uh, has also repeatedly raised alarm about the increased size last year and welcomed the newly announced pause while urging long-term shift in strategy. Let's go into a little bit of Economics 101. This is what I said I was going to explain. Uh, Prices went up. In order for prices to go down, uh, the Fed would like to create less demand. And when you get less demand, meaning less people will get it, will be buying cars, less people buying homes, less people buying refrigerators, etc. That's what they want to force on us. So how do they force that on us? They force that on us by increasing the price that it costs us to borrow money to buy the refrigerator, the car, and all these things. From a humane standpoint, what does that tell you? That tells you that for the people who must borrow to purchase, the government is saying, not the government, but the Fed's saying, that we are going to take the money that you would have otherwise have had to get a loan to buy a car, a refrigerator, a dryer, or whatever. We are going to take that money away from you. Not that you can use that money to serve you, but we are going to take it away from you. The rich person who does not have to borrow money to buy anything, they can just continue to spend. So therefore, 
rate hikes to solve inflation is anti, not only anti-democratic because they are ex- they are taking your money when they increase interest rates by choice, but it is also inhumane because what they're saying is for you poor people, for you middle class people who must take out a loan to get some service or some product today, we are telling you no. But the rich person can continue because they don't have to get a loan to get those things. That's one part of the equation. But the second part of the equation is as follows. And I've stated this many times in in, in previous shows. Check this out. What caused the inflation? If you take a look at a productivity chart, it says that the American people, we, the American people, have been some of the most productive people in the world. In other words, what the amount of our labor that it took to make a car has gone down substantially, way down. We have robots working. We have artificial intelligence working. We have new techniques working that we, the people, all of us together, through our universities that all of us have paid for, We have created structures to make the the actual work that we have to go out there and do every day. We have made it much much more productive. So it takes less of us to make more things. So therefore, we can make that much more things, which in theory should be bringing prices way down. Productivity has been going through the roof. But no. What is stated and what is seen when you go and you watch TV and you watch what they tell you about Wall Street, every time you see them getting more money, more profits, etc. Every time you see that, remember, that is them winning the spoils game. In other words, as you are more efficient, as you are more productive, they don't say, hey, John, hey, Amy. You are making more widgets. You're making more tires. You're making more refrigerators per unit. You are making more stuff that's selling for the same price. So therefore, you are due a raise in your wages. But for over 40 years, under Reaganomics, supply-side economics that then got promoted by every single president thereafter, they kept that money for the shareholders and the executives. And nobody says anything about it because you do not control the means of the airwaves. You control KPFT because you guys are fully, we are fully funded by you. We don't owe anything to the corporate state. We owe nothing to corporate America. We just owe things to you, the truth. Now, what am I saying? Let me continue, my dear brothers and sisters. So as it turns out now, They increase the interest. The only people that pay the price of that increased rate are people who have to borrow. And the only people who have to borrow are people that are not inherently rich or people that do not, again, are poor. All right? In other words, middle class folks or poor folks. And therefore, they're asking you to solve the inflation. But where did inflation come from? How did we get inflation? 
several ways and none of you are at fault for it. None of you are at fault for it. It's all the businessmen that have done it to you. Let's start. For several decade after decade after decade after decade, they had this stuff called offshoring. And when they offshore, put your job in China, Vietnam, etc. And this is where I wanted to break it down technically. When they throw those jobs over there, oh yes, Americans didn't complain too much in as much as we lost all those jobs in the textile sector in North Carolina, South Carolina, as, as well as many manufacturing jobs in the Midwest went to Asia, etc., because they would work for even more slave labor wages. All, the, all, all those jobs went overseas. But you know what it meant for the average American, the, the ones that were not in manufacturing and the ones who didn't lose their jobs? It means that because the Vietnamese and the Chinese all worked for slave labor, what it meant is that Americans were marginally happier because, hey, I could go buy a piece of a shirt for two cents. I could buy, I could buy a, a, a toy for my kid for a dollar. All these things were cheaper. Yes, they were cheaper, but at what cost? At what cost were they cheaper? Okay, so we offshored everything. At the same time, we didn't want, we created something called just-in-time inventory. What is just-in-time inventory? It means, ah, the businessman found another way to make some profits. Normally, if you are importing a lot of stuff or have a lot of stuff coming from a factory, you want to have a large enough inventory so that if that factory burns down, so that if there's a hurricane in the middle of the Atlantic where that ship that is leaving Taiwan, that is leaving Xi'an, I mean, uh, Shanghai, that is leaving uh, uh, Vietnam, that, that those ships that are leaving that place, in case they get stuck in a hurricane, in case two or three of them sink, whatever the case is, you still have your supply chain. You still have stuff in storage. You still have inventory that you still can sell things. That way, prices don't go up because of shortages. The only reason for a price to go up is if you have a shortage of that thing to, to sell or the raw materials to create that product increase, or the labor used to create that product, you know, you have strikes and all of that, that forces, but labor is never the problem right now. But anyhow, so these guys created choke points. One, they're manufacturing everything overseas. Two, they don't protect themselves against hurricanes or pandemics. All right, let's keep going, baby, because you are not responsible for any of this stuff now. So what, what was a big, big turnaround? A pandemic. A pandemic is worse than a hurricane because it is, it, it is universal. It is worldwide. So what did that do to the supply chain? That meant that the, the toys weren't being made or shipped. It also means that uh, th there are a lot of these things that you could no longer get. It means there are a lot of less labor out there because a lot of people are sick. And then you don't have inventory, so you have spot shortages. And that's what we got. So that's what caused inflation, the spot shortages, etc. But guess what else the pandemic did? The pandemic reduced demand for a whole lot of stuff. That is why at one time we had the oil companies asking, were selling oil at a negative rate. In other words, they still had to produce the oil out of some of these wells. So the oil was coming up, but there was no buyers. So they were starting to pay people to buy oil. Negative inflation for oil in the oil markets, all right? 
So that would mean the price of gasoline should have fell through the, through the floor. But it never did. In fact, during the pandemic, what happened was the price of gasoline as well went up. It's a fraud. And it's a fraud that enough are not reporting about, brothers and sisters. It's a fraud that we should all know. And very few people are telling you these truths. Very few people. And again, like I said, as I'm stating these things that many are not talking about or the news media is not saying, please, there's documentation and fact-based data that you can fact-check what I'm saying anywhere everywhere and i'm giving you the narrative to point that out so we have this glut of oil we never got the price drop in in gas as it should have been which should have been pennies on the dollar based on the amount of glut that we had but if you doubt that there was really a glut as as prices were going up in gasoline i was like this is a fraud there is ample supply of gasoline. There was so, I mean, of oil to create gasoline. There was such an ample supply that Saudi Arabia last year cut 2 million barrels of oil a day. There is so much oil on the market today that Saudi Arabia says they are cutting another million barrels of oil. Don't let them fool you about this inflation crap. Uh, Katie Porter, Representative Katie Porter, who did a study and found out that, yes, supply chain and shortages was responsible for ha- when inflation was at 8.59%, was responsible for about half, more than half, 52% of the inflation was caused by, yes, truly the supply chain. People weren't manufacturing. We had a shortage. There was also an avian flu that affected the eggs, etc. But everything else should have been just fine. Everything else, to put it bluntly, many things, because there was lack of demand, should have fallen. But it never happened. They kept their money. And if you want to know if it's true that, that uh, yeah, these guys, inflation should not have been there. If you want to know if that is true, brothers and sisters, I ask you to remember one thing. Go look up all the Wall Street notices that went out and notice how the profits during the pandemic were going through the roof. Watch how what happened last year. That was your money. That was them saying, you know what, we can simply redistribute the money from the poor and the middle class to us. Every time you go and watch a Wall Street report, as I did yesterday on the show, I pointed out to you yesterday where all these companies were telling their stockholders, the people that they have to tell the truth to, they were telling them all, we are in a scheme now where we can raise prices at will. And in raising prices at will, we are guaranteeing that your stock prices are going to go up because we're going to have stock buybacks. And we are guaranteeing you that we are going to be giving you more dividends because we have what's known as pricing power. And how do they? And, and instead of the government saying, like Nixon did, and this is where I brought what Tory had to say yesterday. Uh, Nixon, things were going completely amok where the private sector, the corporations were, again, had price and power. They were ripping people off left and right in the 70s. 
early 70s, late 60s. And Nixon came in and Nixon said, wage and price controls. This BS will stop. Nixon wasn't a good guy, but the inflation was going to terrorize the entire system. And you know what? On in, from day one to day two, inflation went to zero. Okay? Because he said you can't raise your prices anymore. You can't stiff the American people anymore. You know, everybody wants a private sector more efficient. No, the private sector is only more efficient if you have humane people running the private sector. Capitalism, there's nothing humane about it because inside of that doesn't say we care about what these structures do to the human being. And that's why we must have capitalism regulated by strong regulation. And by the way, when you have that, it's no longer really capitalism. It's something else. It's still the strong private sector, but with controls that prevent it from damaging humanity, which is what we should have. Right? So we pay the pain. When the feds raise rates, remember what they're doing. They're saying, we are putting the burden on inflation, something created by corporate America to make a profit and for their dereliction of duty as they manufactured overseas. As we realize the dereliction of our duty, Biden comes into the fold and Biden says, oh my God, all our chips are being made in Taiwan. What happened when China invades Taiwan? They have a hold on the chip market. Many of those chips designed with our intellect, the intellect of the great American people. And China will control it because we decided to manufacture all these things overseas because the corporate state, the corporates that want to keep it all. So they manufacture for cheap labor, right? So now, in order to manufacture here in the United States again, what do we do? You know, they always talk about the welfare queen that gets a few pennies. Well, we give billions to the private sector, billions to the corporate Americans to go ahead. Corporate, these corporate guys now got billions of our money to go ahead and build the chip factories here in the United States. So we had to bribe them to bring, we had to bribe them to come back to the United States. Talk about patriotic, eh? They didn't believe in doing their patriotic duty of being and making American products. Let's be American, folks. But they like to talk about those of us who want a humane system like we are anti-American. We are not. We are the most pro-American people on the planet because we care about humanity. We care about our American brothers and sisters. But they care about the corporate dollar. Folks. What I'm saying, I beg of thee, look it up. Because sometimes you say things that are so out of the norm from what you hear on TV that you say, can that really be true? Or is Egberto just blowing smoke up my you-know-what? Please look it up. Fact check. Double check the things that I'm saying. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you that you'll be shocked. The thing that most, the, the things that that our politicians, specifically neoliberal Democrats and Republicans at large, the things that they assume, they know, is that most people are not going to fact check what they're saying. Most people are not going to pick up a book and read. Most people are going to say, you know what? 
It couldn't be. I just listen to what my politician have to say. My lying politician. There are good ones out there. And they're called progressives. And I'm not saying that to be partisan or whatever, because remember, I hit up neoliberal Democrats just as much as I hit up Republicans. Because it's about humanity. It's about do you care about people? Now, I have a couple, one person in the, in the room, my good friend Eric, refuses to accept or read on his own reality. My brother, I will continue to engage you. I will continue to engage you. Forget about talking about college and the price and power that the colleges have. That is a, you're, 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 you're continuing to enslave your mind by going to the places the politicians want you to go to. Stop it. Start thinking humanity. When you think humanity, then you can think policies, economic policies that serve us all. Economic policies that serve us all. I want us to, again, like I said, folks, I always tell people to fact check because I don't want folks to, I want things to have stay in power in our minds. In other words, I want to make sure that you just don't think there's somebody blowing smoke here, that there's just somebody hyperventilating here. I want you to go ahead and fact check what I'm saying. You won't ever hear a Hannity tell you that. You won't ever hear a Rush Limbaugh of the past tell you that. You won't ever have any of these charlatanes telling you that. Johnny, come on into the fold. Johnny, you're hot. As usual, Alberto, you are 110% correct. This is what I love about you. You speak the truth, and I think I know where we're headed, according to your conversation, because I feel the exact same way. What we need to correct the situation with regards to oil and mineral resources, for that matter, is to nationalize our mineral resource. But do you think Joe Biden's going to do it? No. No. Clinton Bill Clinton won't do it. Biden won't do it. Barack Obama won't do it. Why? Because you know, and I both know, they're all corporate money addicted. They're all, they all take corporate money. And that's why they won't challenge Republicans who are bought, sold, and paid for lock, stock, and barrel by the corporate and industrial oligarchs. So I don't know how we, other than taking over the Democratic Party leadership, I don't know how else to solve the situation. Well, actually, you just gave the answer. Actually, brother, you know, you do know how to solve it because you just gave the answer. You know how to solve it, brother. The thing about it is to solve it, however, my dear brother, is people have to be enlightened. First of all, they have to they are already empowered, but they don't know that they're empowered. But they also have to be enlightened. Like I said, a lot of this stuff that I'm talking about is readily available data, right? But you have to go hunt for a lot of this stuff. And, and, and because remember, it's not that the media lies. It's not, those are not really the issues. The, the media just keep quiet about things. And if you keep quiet about things, Americans don't know the truth. Americans don't know the story. And then the politicians on top of that, then they do the lying. You know, like uh, supply side economics are, are, are telling you stuff. Go ahead. Go ahead, Johnny. Lies by omission, as far as I'm concerned, are still lies. I'll give you an example. 
<sighs> Los Angeles radio talk show host and comedian Stephanie Ann Miller. She's featured on Free Speech TV. She is what I call a puma, a party unity my ass Democrat. She's a centrist Democrat. And yesterday, I think it was, she was so overjoyed and clapping her hands and happy and ready to sit back on her laurels because California Governor Gavin Newsom, as you use the words, trounced Sean Hannity, who is a talking puppet who doesn't keep himself informed. And my reaction was, okay, you guys want to laugh? At Sean Hannity, it's fine. But don't think that Gavin Newsom is uh, doing what needs to be done by talking to Hannity. He might convert one or two people out of the Hannity audience. But the vast majority of the Hannity audience, the Fox audience, they're going to hear Gavin Newsom and they're going to say, oh, fake news. Oh, he's making that up. Oh, he's lying. Because they've been conditioned to reject anything and everything out of the mouths of libs and Democrats and progressives. So... I don't know what the answer is other than we need to overtake the leadership of the Democratic Party. That's, for me, what it comes down to. And maybe breaking up uh, media, corporate media, monopolized media. We need to do that, too. Uh, let me tell you, that's why, I mean, we're a small market, very, very tiny market here at KPFT 90.1 FM Houston. However, for all of those that are listening to us right now, you don't have to keep us as a, as a, as a very small market. You can actually make us a big market by the methods known as, uh, as, uh, as geometric progression. Uh, you can actually tell your neighbors about KPFT, that there's a place that you can get real news. You can actually be a part of growing who we are and growing, growing a type of platform that can inform. Because here it is, Johnny, like I said, uh, I, I take exception when you say you don't know what the answer is because you do know what the answer is. And that answer is to be to get people engaged. That answer is to uh, get people informed. I go out in the, I go out in the field a lot. In fact, I'm going to be in Chicago in a four weeks or so at the Netroots convention. And uh, I, I think we're going to be doing some broadcasts from there as well. But here, here's here's the kicker, brother. We are going to be out there uh, over 4,000, three to 4,000 progressives uh, meeting with some of these, both, uh, both progressive candidates and neoliberal candidates and, uh, you know, kind of pushing policy, et cetera, out there. But here is what I'm talking about now. The idea uh, of, of these, are, these things is how can we bring this message and how can we get the platform to put it out there? Well, look, KPFT is one of those platforms, right? Uh, uh, the, the, the social media, if you can find the right kind of keywords to get on top of the game is another form. Uh, and we are attempting all of that. If you notice right now, politics done right is not only on air here, but we are on the YouTube. We're on the, we're on the Twitter. We are on the, all these things trying to go ahead and expand the message and give the message a, 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 an opportunity to spread. But it is you, the people who crowdsource what you think you want out there and what we're asking people that are listening to kpft that are listening that are both on on the websites and elsewhere help crowdsource reality help crowdsource intelligence help crowdsource that which will allow us to start electing the appropriate type of politician that will in fact make a difference it won't turn on a dime obama used to say something uh, you know obama I like Obama, but Obama disappointed in a lot of ways. I understand why he did, you know, but uh, having Larry Summers as your economic advisor is one of the biggest problems on the planet. But I get it. 
I get it. So Johnny, I take exception to you. You know the answers. You're you're a smart cat. You know that. Anyway, go ahead so we can go to the next subject, brother. What else would you like to say, sir? I understand what we need to do. I just don't know how to get it done. And what frustrates me is that if I had uh, access to the kind of money that some people out in the listening audience have, I would be funding, I would be underwriting the costs of strategically uh, placed electronic billboards in the 13 surrounding uh, uh, Houston, Galveston County for uh, advertising the existence of KPFT and free speech TV. That's what I would do. But I don't have well, those means but you can still do it. You have your internet, you have your stuff. And right now, as you're talking right now, believe it or not, you are a walking billboard for us or you're a talking billboard for us right now. And, and that's, that's what we need, brother. That's what we need. Anything else, John? Yeah, maybe Steve could convince his family to let loose of some change for billboards. <laughs> 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 All right, brother. Great hearing from you, Johnny. Always, you're always one fresh final, air in the morning, sir. One, one final amusing thought. Yes. What do Marjorie Trader Taylor and her so-called colleagues in the MAGA crowd, the legislative MAGA crowd, have in common with bank robbers? I know you're going to tell me. Oh, okay. You don't want to guess? No, I want you to tell me. They hate, they despise the idea of a fully funded and functioning FBI. Oh, <laughs> you, got, you got that right. Thank you, Johnny, as usual. Thank you for your call in the morning. Folks, the number is 713-526-5738. I am so sorry. This is the first time I'm calling out the number to call in. I was so into this stuff last night when I was preparing, right? I'm like, ah, I, 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 but anyhow, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Hit the number two to get on air. And as usual, I always like to hear from my partners in the studio before I move on to the other subject. So I'd like to hear Brother Howard Reynolds and Jack's opinions uh, before I move on. Oh, we're sitting back here asleep. <laughs> oh, man, I'm hurt. Actually, we're not. We're not sleeping. We were listening to you. But Jack has an opinion here. You know, uh, <clears throat> something I've been thinking about, you know, people people uh, have another power besides the vote. You know, they have the power over how they're going to spend their money, whether they're going to take out loans, you know, and these corporations aren't paying taxes. You know, what What would be wrong with maybe the uh, people stop paying taxes? You know, John, hey, the phone's ringing, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jack. I'm going to tell you something. I love what you just said. I think we uh, strikes work. Strikes work. Okay, and I think at some time we are going to have to show that this economy is owned by us all and not by the select few. Whenever we have issues, we always talk about what would they do in the private sector? We always talk about what, how will that affect business? Well, you know what? I really don't give a heck. It, I care about how does it affect humanity let's go ahead and bring in randall come on in randall let's talk to you come on in uh good morning good morning I sir i thought johnny's joke answer was going to be uh they don't like to wear masks <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah 
I think that's actually a little bit funny, but that's just me. <laughs> um, hey, man, uh, last time I, I brought up uh, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., you said you wouldn't have him on the show because you think he's a uh, uh, – what were your words? I don't want to put words in your mouth. I, I, you don't have to put words in my mouth. Let, let, me, let me tell you, I want to modify how, how strong I was against that because let me tell you what I won't do. What I won't do is do anything that harms the audience, right? And uh, look, Mike, I, in, in doing the studies and having a sister who is a doctor and talking to doctors all over, right, I, I am convinced that vaccines, the, the good outweighs the bad. I don't want the bad to be hidden. And I think a lot of times that's the problem. But what happens if you listen to Robert Kennedy? And I don't know if Robert Kennedy has been vaccinated or not. But if you listen to Robert Kennedy, it would be as if nobody should go ahead and get vaccines. And I think that's a danger to our audience if we go ahead and let that out without making sure that every 10 seconds we say, go vaccinate or whatever. Go ahead, my brother. Well, um, there was a brother on the show of Connected Dot. Uh, yes. Dr. Uh, Abdul Aleem, I think it is now. Yes, yes. Yeah. He would always end this show that people are smarter than they think. And I've always agreed with that. I think people can discern what's true and false. Now, the thing on the vaccine with Robert Kennedy, that's not his only platform. If you listen to his other things on the Ukraine, on taxes, on corporations, I would, I can't speak for you, but I think you would agree with a lot of his other things. So you could I would. I know I would. You're correct, sir. He's not, he's not, he's not a, a, a 100% anti-vaxxer. He's been vaccinated. His kids have been vaccinated for certain things, but yes, he had his issues with the, the current one, the COVID. You know? Right. And, and I don't agree with everything he says. And, you know, I just don't like, we're going to shut people out. And you, you do it. I need, him, but I, Randall, I want, let me, let me apologize for, for the, 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 how deep a statement I made. I, I, I think, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just to finish my point, I think the right does that to, to, to some of the left, and I don't think that's fair. And I think I'm, I'm hated and loved on both sides. That's what makes me independent. But we shouldn't do that. I think we should let the people decide after a, a certain conversation, and they'll find things that, that we agree on, like, you know, whatever the case. You know, that was just my point. I think— you And, and know, your point is well taken— Yes, Randall, your point is well taken. And I came across too hard when I made that statement. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I thought back about it afterwards and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't shut down conversation. What I would have to do to have, uh, I was too harsh. Let me just apologize for that one first off. But number two is the following. Uh, if I were to have him, I would have to try in my mind before I put him on to have a format that don't leave people with the option, not uh, with the, the, the belief that, all right, um, I have kids, I don't vaccinate them. I believe what you just said as well, that people are smarter than we think. I believe that. But I think that that smartness doesn't always come immediately. Gut reactions can occur. And I think that has been realized based on what we get 
uh, what what occurred during the pandemic. The, the, what occurred during the pandemic proved that. And what did the pandemic prove? Those people who listen to right wing radio died at a much higher rate than those who listen to normal radio or normal TV or normal media. And the reason was they bought into the story that the Sean Hannity's and all of those people who themselves got vaccinated was telling them, and a lot of them decided not to vaccinate because they actually thought it would cause them more harm than good. So, yes, people are smart, but they don't necessarily get it when they should. That's all. But, yes, right. I was a bit harsh. All right, sir. Well, that was it. Uh, thank you for your, for your taking the time. Thank you, brother. I keep calling, keep listening, and thank you for being a part of the, the family, man. Take care. All right, let's go to David. David, come on in. David, come on in, and I can't hear you, and I think you may need to turn down the radio if I'm not mistaken. No, my radio is turned down. All right, now I can hear you now, sir. Come on in. Hey, uh, I want to mention something that you guys had on yesterday, talking about, you know, when you're, when you're talking about it today, like, you know, people who receive information but it has no effect on them but you know here's here's something that i would say to you guys and that is that as far as you were talking yesterday about about the there, there's no evidence of of pedophilia in in the trans or in the drag queen uh, realm there has never been any drag queens or trans people arrested for for child molestation but yet there's been that person that you interviewed yesterday was talking about all these all these priests and, and religious figures that are being arrested for pedophilia and, and other interesting crimes well I don't know if I could say this, but I would I would venture to say in this case, Egberto, and and I'm try to be as tongue in cheek as possible. I'll say, shame on you guys for not knowing about this. I'm going to give you a bit of information. There's an organization called the Freedom from Religion Foundation, and they have a column in their publication. The publication is called Free Thought Today. This column that they do every month is called Black Collar Crime. And they have hundreds of entries in this thing to show the priests and, 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 and ministers of every church and denomination in this country. Most of them, the vast majority of them are Christian. And they're, they're, they've been charged or convicted of crimes that are uh, of, the, of sexual nature. But what I'm telling you is this, you, what you need to do is, is contact this organization and use them as a reference because there's a lot of people out there that might not like that and they might, they might think that, that you're anti-religious. But the Freedom From Religion Foundation is not anti-religious. It is, it is trying to protect the rights of people who are non-believers to not have to be uh, how should I say, forced or, or uh, people who, who, like myself, who are being compelled to, to accept one religion over no religion or, or any religion over no religion or one religion over any religion. And the Supreme Court is trying to gut the, the establishment clause in order so they can turn America into a Christian nation. David. Yes, David. Yeah, I, I was listening to you. I, I'm trying, you know, because sometimes there's a slight delay. Sometimes I have a tendency to interrupt. The, so I'm trying to learn the delay so I don't interrupt you. So, yes, I'm here. I'm listening to you. 
Okay. But no, that's the, this is the the thing about organization. As a matter of fact, I'm, there's a fellow that I would recommend for you to see if you can contact him and have him on your show. Actually, actually, I know about the organization, and one of their reps is actually uh, former President Reagan's son that actually is a part of that organization. That's right, Ronald Reagan Jr. Ronald, Ronald Reagan Jr. And, and he has a commercial that he added does on TV. But anyway, uh, David, thank you about that. And, you know, what I said yesterday is maybe if people really care about children, they would invite, just like they want to pass laws to... Uh, to mitigate, uh, to do something about trans and drags, they probably need to do something about the the priests and 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 evangelicals as well. So anyway, let me go to tag David. I thank you so. Oh, go ahead. Do you have something else? One more thing before you go. You were talking today about in in your show today about about the some uh, thing about capitalism and you're what you're describing. Uh, do you remember Bernie Madoff? Yes, I do. The thief, well, the thug, the capitalist thug. Arrested for, what was he arrested for and charged with and jailed for 150 years? What was, yes. what was the thing he was charged with? Running a Ponzi or a pyramid scheme. Run Ponzi scheme. Capitalism, as we know it right now, is a legalized pyramid scheme. And what you're describing and all the wealth is flowing up to the top, you're Friend, what's his name? Uh, I he taught, started out this morning talking about how the wealth is trickling. No, it's not trickling up to the top. It's gushing up to the top. And I exactly. said that to you, hey, but I want to call it. It's a it, Reagan talked about trickle down economics, not trickle it's gushing up. up. It's gushing up economics. I like. I'm going to steal that. That, that phrase from you, David, I'm going to try to make it a part of my moniker now. Uh, gushing up economics. Thank you, brother. Got to go to tag, okay? You keep listening. You keep calling. Robert Reich is a good guy. Yes, he is. I've interviewed him three times. All right, let's go to tag. Come on in, tag. Tag, you're hot. Good morning, Alberto. Good morning, sir. Uh, I, I kind of took offense to you saying that um, only rich people are not affected by uh, higher interest rates. Okay. And scold me, scold me, scold me. Well, I, I just I just hope to correct this uh, point of view a little bit. Um, you know, I see it as higher interest rates penalize people who are not living within their means. And you certainly don't have to be rich to live within your means. So um, over over the course of my later life here, you know, um, I've been together with a gal who has always um, not paid interest for, uh, in and uh, or borrowed money so much. If she borrowed money, she would pay it off right away. And and I think it's a very important factor to remember. If your house is paid for, if your car is paid for, if you're not out looking to borrow money, then increased interest rates are not going to bother you near as much as it does for the people that are living hand to mouth, borrowing money all the time. And, I'm glad um, you said that. Uh, Tag, let me, I, I'm running on time, but I want to, first of all, tell you that, uh, first of all, you're right that uh, my statement was too broad in saying that it only, that, uh, that it that uh, to, to imply I didn't say that, but to imply that there are not uh, middle class and poor people who don't use loans. So I was wrong about that in the implication that it gave. But let me correct something now, however, and that is, if I am a middle class business owner who sells 
patties and, and sell food, right? My prices will go up. And yes, it will affect you, the person who cares nothing about getting loans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's caused inflation and it affects you more so than it affects the rich person. So I, 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 I want, I, I, you are the exception tag. Your girlfriend is the exception. If you take a look at where our society pushes people, our society does push people to take loans. Yes, they don't have to. Our society for certain things will require that you have a loan. Let's say you go to the hospital, you get a, a, a severe illness, you never had any debt or whatever, you have insurance and you have everything, but you get sick, you decided that you don't want loans, but to pay that hospital back, in effect, you will have a loan. So, while technically speaking, technically speaking, Tag, you're absolutely correct. From a functional standpoint, I think uh, you, you. I think my words still stand. Don't you say? Yeah, it can go the other way. That's for sure. And and with business, I just want to say this: with business, um, uh, higher interest rates forces business to to use their own money rather than to borrow more money all the time. When, when rates are at zero, interest rates are at zero, and business can get money that cheap, they're more likely to take their profits and their liquidity and take it out of the business and then use borrowed money to backfill for that. And I think that- Right, and that, Tag, I need to, we're close on time, but I need to go back on that. And that is what I spoke about when I talk about people on welfare or not. Remember when I said people make the best fiscal decision. If interest rates are zero, the fiscal decision says you make somebody else's money work for you. And I hate using that term, make money work for you, because it really never is the case. But you understand what I'm saying. If interest rate is zero, you go ahead and you use that up, you expand that to, to, to go. If, if interest rates are more, you are absolutely correct that you kind of use whatever funding you can use based on your company, uh, you know, assets, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I get what you're saying there, but I, I don't want, I don't want to detract again. I don't want to detract from the, the central argument at all because, uh, that you and your girlfriend can live within your means and living within your means is a two edged sword, right? Uh, you have to have made enough money to be able to live within your means. There are many people, more than half of Americans, that they simply cannot live within their means proper. I mean, I under um, maybe if you want to go ahead and get a uh, you know go out in the country, but you still have to drive into town. I mean, the, 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 when we talk about a living wage. That's what we're talking about. A living wage ensures that people can live within their means. But when you start out on the negative side of the income ladder, there's no living within your means. You're always playing catch up. And that is, those are the people that we have to fight for tag. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. Yep. Well, I'll let you go. Thanks, Egberto. Thank you so kindly, folks. Like I said earlier, uh, Tag, thank you, Tag. Like I said earlier, sometimes we get to one subject, sometimes we get to no subjects, sometimes we get to three. I only have a, uh, I think, I only got about three, two minutes left or so. And I, the, la the next videos are seven minutes and six minutes, respectively. So go to politicsandright.com slash newsletter. And the rest of the show is on that newsletter. I, let me tell you what I do, guys. I make sure to prepare a full show in case nobody wants to change a subject, in case people want to talk about something else. 
that we have a fully functional hour show. But like I always say, this program belongs to you. This is your program. And just like Tag and David and Johnny and Randall called and said their thing, uh, that's what it's all about. Let me hear from El Brother Howard Reynolds. Uh, what a good show today, Egberto. Lots of good stuff going on. And uh, we appreciate you. Jack, do you I have any closing comments here? No, not right now. Oh, he, what? what? No closing comments? I can't comments? believe that. That's Jack tough doesn't, to believe, man. Oh, my God. We are not doing our job. Okay. Well, <laughs> All right. Here we go. Here we, we go. We, we need a, a, uh, one on uh, guns again and, and, and to talk about, uh, you know, the health care system, you know, single payer. The problems it'll solve. I've got information on that. We so, will. We will. Hey, so. hey, like I said, Jack, it's everybody's show. And I'm going to have a show called What If. Imagine if. Uh, not what if. It's imagine if. That's what it's going to be. Imagine if. I want people to imagine what we could be. And since I know I'm going to get thrown off right now, let me end the show. My name is Egberto Willis. I want to thank Howard Reynolds, Jack Van Beber for the great work in the control room. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.